Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, I decided to take that leap. And one thing I've realized is that, you know, I can live with failure, but I can't live with regret. And so I continue to base my decisions based off of that. Like, just go for it because yes, the failure hurts, but the regret weighs tons. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, lady, today we have a special guest in Cultivating Her Space. She's the type of guest where you can literally look at her photos and she makes you want to smile, okay? Her smile is absolutely contagious. I can literally feel it from her photos, so you got to go out and check her out on social media so you can also get that same feeling, okay? Michelle Blue is the creator and host of The Journey with Blue, a talk show where she leads conscious conversations and coaches women through sharing the spiritual success and mindset principles needed to step into their power to take the leap and create the life and business of their dreams. She has so much more to her and there's so much more that we're going to talk about in the interview, but we're just going to go ahead and jump on in so you can learn more about Michelle Blue. Welcome to the show. Thank you for the intro, Terry and Dr. Dom. I appreciate it. Yes, you're so welcome. You know, that makes me happy that you said, you know, visiting my page makes you want to smile because, you know, you see so much on Instagram that can be like draining and just make you kind of shift that energy. So the fact that you said like my page brings some type of light and joy like that, I'm like, okay, I'm doing something somewhat right here. Yes, you are. Yes, you definitely, (laughs) you definitely are. And so 
we are going to start off with our quote of the day, which, Michelle, you will definitely find familiar. It's one of your quotes. <laughs> so your, the quote of the day is, there is so much power and growth in the journey. It's definitely not perfect and sometimes not pretty, but that's what makes us level up and become better versions of ourselves. You've got this. I didn't even realize I said that, but that sounds like something that I said. <laughs> I think I wrote that in the caption. I think that was like hidden deep into something. I never have pulled that out to make it a quote, but I appreciate that. I like that. Yes, we are usually intentional about finding the things that our guests say for themselves. Like we try really hard to use your own words and we want our listeners to take your words and tweet them out, post them on Instagram, like really capture your gems. And so I'm glad that you are pleased with our selection. And so I know that you said like you have that deep, deep in some in something, another document. Right. But when you hear those words being read to you, what comes up for you? Did it does it jog any memories about what fostered the thought process behind coming up with that quote? Yeah, I mean, it's been literally the last what, eight years since day one of this journey, right? I think it really encompasses all of that. There's so many moments. You know, I started my first business immediately after college, so I had no clue. So that was like one of my first major jumps in life, you know? And so those feelings crept up and were relevant then, even to now when, you know, I was shooting the third season of the show, which is what I think I was referencing at that point. And that was another moment in my life where I felt like this is so huge, right? And I was, I was scared and I'm still scared, right? And so it's one of those things that doesn't get easier, but you do have to listen to your truth and you have to follow your truth and you will stretch and everything will come and support you in what you need along this journey. So it could have been relevant eight years ago till today. But yeah, that, that definitely stands true. That's so beautiful. And it's so sobering to hear you speak about the, the realness of the journey, because I think a lot of times folks, they see you on social media, right? Or they might see this person on social media and they, they just glamorize that person's life. Like they see the highlight reel and assume like, oh, they're, they're better than me or they're smarter than me or they got it all together or they face no fear. But just hearing you say that, it's like, Oh, like a breath of fresh air, you know, to know that we can all feel the fear and do it anyway. And it's okay. So thank you so much for just sharing that and being so transparent. Now you talked a bit about what we want to ask you about next. Now, most of us after graduating from college, we are looking forward to our new job or we are embracing our gap year, but not you, Michelle. <laughs> At 22 years old, I think it was two weeks after you graduated, you and your best friend started a luxury scarf company with an amazing mission. Can you tell us about the company and also some of the most valuable lessons you learned from taking that leap? Because that's, that's huge. It is huge. It is also crazy. <laughs> that was my life. That was the path that I chose. You know, that went 
it was a lot of time and prayer and thinking that went into that decision. Because I mean, like you said, you know, most people don't choose that path, right? And most people are not presented with that path in school. You know, I went to the University of Georgia. I was in the business school. And so everything was focused around doing well, graduating, getting a job, continuing and climbing the corporate ladder. And I realized, I was like, that's not what I want to do. You know, two years prior to graduation, I had gone on a study abroad trip to Ghana. And I went to learn more about the textiles and culture. But we also did a lot of outreach. And so one of the programs we went to, I was able to meet some really amazing girls that I completely fell in love with them, their spirits, their stories, but really just, you know, their desire to have an education and provide a better life for themselves and their families. And I was in a place, I left that asking, you know, what is my part? You know, what can I do? You know, I, I was a college student, so I'm broke like everybody else. You know, so it's not like I was just sitting on any cash. But, you know, I I knew that with that new sense of awareness that I had to act, that I had to do something. And so that's where the conversation with my best friend started. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever we do, it needs to be bigger than us and bigger than our bank account because if we're given based off of that, it's not going to go far. And that was when we came up with the idea of starting the scarf company. And from there, tuition, we a percentage from each, all of our sales, sponsored tuition, books, supplies, and uniforms for the girls in Ghana to continue their education. And so there was a book that one of my friends gave me called The Dream Giver. Because he knew I was like heavy in thought, like I wasn't going to any career fairs, like I wasn't sending out any resumes because I was still on edge. I was like, I don't know what to do. It's like you literally come to this crossroads of life. And he gave me this book called The Dream Giver. And I was reading it in my dorm one night. And I always butcher, butcher this story, but it's so good because it's about this guy, this boy named Ordinary that lives in the land of nobodies that was given a dream. And so, you know, he wants to go out on this dream. But of course, everyone in his land of familiar is telling him, we don't go beyond this land. We don't do different, right? Like it's scary beyond this point. You could fail. You can, you know, we don't know what could happen. And, you know, he realizes like the dream giver gave him this gift. And so it was given to him. And so it was up to him to bring it forth into the world. And so he started off on this path, started out in this journey. And of course, he did hit the roadblocks, right? The fear started to creep in. The failure started to happen. But right when he was about to give up and go back to the place of familiar in the land of order, you know, in the land of nobodies, faith came and helped him finish along the journey. And so at the end of this, I'm like crying. I'm like in my dorm room, like, and so from there, I was like, I have to go, you know, because it's like, what do I have to lose? You know, I'm not going to be like homeless. I was like, my mom, Virginia, will at least give me somewhere to live always. You know, I didn't have any full debt, thankfully. So it's not like I had anything looming over me. So that was a huge blessing. Not married. I don't have kids. I'm like, why not? You know, so 
I decided to take that leap. And one thing I've realized is that, you know, I can live with failure, but I can't live with regret. And so I continue to base my decisions based off of that. Like, just go for it. Because yes, the failure hurts, but the regret weighs tons. Wow. Wow. Okay, wait. (laughs) So we all just have to take a moment and just like pause and just soak all of that in. That was beautiful. I mean, so you'll have to share with us the name and the author of that book again so that we can share it with the audience because that book sounds like it was just, it sounds, that story just sounds so powerful and such a game changer for your trajectory. And I could imagine that there are so many other college students out there or people in their career who are looking to make a change where this book could be incredibly helpful for them. So we have that part, right? But then we have your journey. And so, you know, you you mentioned that you didn't have any debt, you didn't have any kids or a partner, any of those things that would normally influence our decision making, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge that there's a lot of us that those are the things that lead us into taking jobs that we wouldn't necessarily want to take, right? And so there's also this weight though of what society says we're supposed to do, right? And, you know, I went to graduate school at the University of Georgia. So I, I'm, I know I'm familiar with that business school and what they like the students that they produce and the expectations and the connections that they have to corporate America. And so what was that like for you to say, yeah, I went to school here, but I'm taking a completely different route than what everyone was grooming me to do. Yeah. I mean, it's never that easy kind of going and creating your own path, right? And so it does take a level of strength. It does take a level of faith. But I always say to thine self be true, right? And so, like I said before, it doesn't really get easier because especially after I graduated, I was really like slumming it. I didn't have any money, right? Meanwhile, my friends, now they are in corporate jobs and they just hit the jackpot, you know? So now they can buy the cars and the houses and, you know, do the trips and do so many different things. And so, you know, of course that weighs on you, right? I'm not, we're all human, you know? And so it can definitely sometimes get you caught up in comparison and also caught up in questioning what's this right. But like I said, to thine self be true, I have to bring out what was given to me. Like I can't run anyone else's race. And so when you know that, when you can stand firm in that, you are going to get criticism, right? You are going to get sometimes question all of this, but you have to be so deeply rooted in your why. You have to have such a clear vision of where you're going and know that, yes, these sacrifices are happening, but they're temporary. You know, so it's it's a whole internal 
like battles <laughs> that you're going through. And so, yeah, everyone's going to have their own opinions, friends, family, you know, your, your classmates, but that's their opinion. You operate off of what you believe and what you know is to be your truth. Thank you for that, Michelle. I'm thinking about that story. I, I'm a visual person, so I'm visualizing that story about ordinary and the, did you say the land of nobodies? Is that right? Nobodies, yeah. Nobody. So when, I want to go back to that that first question around the lessons that you learn when starting a business, because I have so many questions about that. Like, logistically speaking, especially, like, how does that even work? What, do you, what, what was, like, your first step when when you and your best friend made that decision? The first steps, you know, I was like, Google <laughs> was my best friend. Right. But, you know, there were so many things. Of course, I, I was a recent graduate when I started my business. So I made sure to still lean on my university. And I was still calling people and still asking questions because I paid you. And so we have paid these universities. And I am a forever an alumnus. Yes. You know, so I forever should call is what I believe. So, you know, I did use my university. I did seek mentors. I read a lot. I tried to, like, there was so much I just, I didn't actually know anything. I, you know, there were days that I would sit in my mom's kitchen, like, knowing that I had a ton of stuff to do, but not knowing what that stuff was and not knowing where to start, right? But you really, like, slowly just start putting together the pieces. And so... Like I said, Google is a great resource, you know, just start researching things, reading things, start connecting with people who are in your space, but also people who may just be further along in different industries that may be able to guide you and provide you with some perspective. So, you know, first step was like figuring it out, like, okay, how do we do this? You know, there's no blueprint. You are literally building it from scratch. There's nothing you know, that you can go off of. There's no model of like X, Y, and do X, Y, and Z do exactly this. You really are figuring it out from scratch. That's amazing. I love that you also shared free resources. So it's like tap into your network, right? You to pay that university all the money just because you graduate doesn't mean that your relationships and the network is severed. Like tap into the network, reading. I love that you also mentioned doing the work because I think a lot of times people will go out and they're like, Oh, I need a mentor. I need someone to help me. It's like, people can't really help you if you're not helping yourself already. And it sounds like you were on the path to helping yourself, but also getting support from those that you had a relationship with. So I think that is super helpful. Yeah. I mean, people love to support things that are already in motion. So there's already an energy around it. They can, you know, already get behind that. They see the momentum. They see Mm -hmm your passion for right and i'm not willing to risk x amount of money or my time and my resources to do something how can i have that expectation of someone else and so you know i was all in i was over a hundred percent i was a thousand percent in and i think people were able to see that obviously from the you know the time sacrifice the money sacrifice but also the passion and the heart was felt as well and so you know Thankfully, I was able to attract a lot of amazing people very early on in my journey that were able to give me some wisdom and insight, you know? So tell us about the journey with Blue and what encouraged you to create that platform, like your your TV show, where you have like a studio and everything. I'm like, yes, I need to get some tips. I love it. (laughs) That was my house. 
and get out beautiful (laughs) thank you so i'll get to that it's a long story (laughs) but the journey with blue so like i said so i was doing my business and when i graduated years ago entrepreneurship was not like the thing that was being talked about you know so again when i decided to go on this path everyone thought I was crazy like what are you doing how are you going to make money and I'm like I have no clue (laughs) but over time and over the years entrepreneurship became the it sexy thing to talk about and you saw you know the entrepreneur showing up on Instagram and the Lamborghini getting off the private jet you know and I mean also from my perspective I was so much sharing the highlights of you know, going to Fashion Week, doing different magazine features, commercials, all of that. But I was like, that's actually 2 to 3% of my reality as an entrepreneur. Like what no one actually saw was that I was living at home trying to make things work, right? Or that I was taking random, like when I say random, random, like part-time jobs, like at Sam's Club, slinging focaccia bread to people, you know, like no one saw those sacrifices. No one saw that I was getting more no's than yeses in the days when I really didn't know what to do, but I still chose to stay in it. And so I was like, am I the only one going through this? You know, (laughs) because I'm on Instagram and I see everyone living the life. And I'm like, you know, this can't be the case. I can't be the only one going through this journey. And so it really started as like selfish ambition of like trying to see what other people were doing, <laughs> but sharing their transparent stories. I was like, let's get real about this. You know, so it was all around the lessons, sacrifices, failures, and joys along the way. And, you know, over time, the show has really evolved as I have evolved as, you know, and I guess I didn't get to this as I transitioned from my first business, as I moved to New York. As life, life is your greatest teacher, right? As life came at me in full force, I realized that, you know, if I'm just teaching around the, the journey along success and hustling and creating these dreams, then I'm also cheating people of the, of the bigger narrative or the bigger story here. And that, you know, it really is about how do you create, create the life and business? How do we look at this from a holistic approach? How do we look at this from the inside out, right? Because the accolades and the rewards and the money and everything comes from an inner work that has to be done, right? So true transformation is how we get the glow and the the glow up and the come up and everything else. And so that was, you know, that's why I'm so excited about the third season of the show is because it is all of that. It is true transformation. And so, you know, we have some really dynamic guests on the show, Danielle Leslie, who is the founder of Course from Scratch, who shares her story of, again, making millions from the inside out. She grew her business from $0 to $100,000, from $100,000 to $10 million. Now she's exceeded over $16 million. Like, I was like, Danielle, you got to come to my house and come talk to me. <laughs> so, like, I guess, like, Danielle. Brandis Daniel, founder of Problems Fashion Row, who recently did a shoe deal with Nike and LeBron James, and they designed the first shoe designed by all women ever. And this was three 
dope Black female designers that were able to have this opportunity. Renee Blewett, who is the creator of She Did That Film, which is now on Netflix. And so amazing stories. And it's so, when I say you're going to be like, oh my God, you're going to be so rock. It's so emotional. And it's real, like, it helps me every day on my journey still. All of those conversations. I am for you and these upcoming guests that you have. And so when you think about, because I love what you said about how each season represents a different phase and stage in your life, right? And so when you reflect on all of your guests that you've had on and all of the lessons that you've learned, who has been your most surprising or interesting guest? Mm, that's so hard because especially with season three, this lineup was all, all amazing. Like it all shifts you and rocks you. So that's actually a really tough question to ask which one. But I guess I will say Danielle, you know, because So many people are looking at her story and so many people just, you know, and the work she does. And they're always thinking about, okay, well, what's the strategy? What's the marketing? What's the sales? Like, what's that, you know, magic ad that I need to create to do this? And, you know, all of that's great, but that doesn't really matter. And we really dive into who do you need to be? Who do you get to step into each and every day? Right? So like we're saying, who is you know, billion dollar Michelle. Now I step into that representation, into that identity now, not when the million and the billion dollars come. And so this is the lesson that we can all, you know, use and, and take advantage of in our everyday lives. We get to check like our ways of being. Am I showing up as that girl? Am I showing up as that dope, you know, business owner? Am I showing up as the woman, the wife, the parent, the mom that I want to be? And so that's something that across the board in your life, in your business, you can use and apply that. I love that. And that reminds me of the manifestation conversations that we've had lately, Michelle, just around stepping into what's coming. Like you kind of get ahead of where you are now and step into that energy. Love that and cannot wait for season three to come out so we can tune in. And we'd love to know who is your dream guest? Like if you could literally have anyone dead or alive on your show. Who would that person mm. be? Dream guest. Let's see. Y'all really are coming. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a roster that I already have claimed for season four. So when we talk about manifestation. Yes. It's already done. It's just waiting for the time to catch up to it. Right. <laughs> so I strongly believe in that. You know, I do have visions, you know, of interviewing Michelle Obama, I think is also a really powerful conversation around becoming, yes. you know, so there's so many conversations, so many inspiring women and just leaders, thought leaders that I would love to sit down with. Of course, through this work, everyone is always comparing and like me to Oprah. I'm yeah. like, you know what? Keep speaking that into the atmosphere, right? <laughs> and uh, so- absolutely. <laughs> We're claiming that for you. Okay. Yes. Okay, I say and I mean. So yeah, so there's a number of women 
that I would love to, you know, be able to sit down with. Elaine Walkeroth is also someone that I'm, you know, who's close. And I'm like, all right, Elaine, when you come into the house, you know, yes. you need to come to my house and let's talk about this. So, yes, yeah, I think she would be great, especially coming off of her book, More Than Enough. And just talking about the worthiness, right? Because I think we all shrink because we are in that internal battle of like, am I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I smart enough? Right. But you alone are enough, right? You don't Mm -hmm. need anything else. And I think that is a defining moment when we get to that point. Right. But it is a journey, right? It it takes a minute for us to get there. That is so true. And it's so encouraging just seeing other women that look like us having those conversations. So we are so excited for this next season. So yes, we will be following you on social media so that we can learn more about when it drops. But at this time, Michelle, we want to shift up the energy of this interview. And because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be classy and ratchet, and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music if you so choose, we want to invite you to the OU Clatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? Oh, I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do. We, believe it or not, we are big on boundaries. We've had some yes. guests set a boundary and say, no, thank you. And we're like, okay, sis. So okay, I'm down you. for it. But you're down. Okay, I'm here we go. All right, we're so ready. That, thank you, girl. Now that you've agreed, we're going to tell you what to expect now that you, now that we got you in. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to ask you. <laughs> right? Like, what? What did I just do? Right. We're going to ask you three questions. We're going to share three sentence completions. And then we're going to close out by having you choose one of three photos from your social media or from online. And you'll provide more context that most people may not know about this particular photo. So we're going to get the juice from you. Yes. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I think All I'm right. ready. Let's do it. All right, I'll pass it over to Dom. All right. So our first question, we'll you know, we'll we'll ease you into this, okay? <laughs> so, first question. What's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? You know, one thing that I went through a program about this, but I also, you know, have spoken with Brandis, like I said, who was on the show, and one of the things we talked about is play to win. Right. Mm-hmm. So like in this game of life, play to win, right? Go for it, go big. And also one of my coaches, because I get so actually all you know, as we're on these journeys and building these dreams, we have so much pressure on what we're creating and reaching these goals and the success. And it's like, you know, really it's just an adventure. You know, so it kind of goes hand to hand, like play to win is because it's just a game right like it's just an adventure it's just fun like you're not gonna get on the court to lose right and but you're also getting on the court to have fun and so I think those kind of go hand in hand so play to win and like business whatever it is it's just an adventure have fun Yes, I love it. We love to have fun. And that takes us right into the next question. I just have four words for you, okay? Michelle, you going to twerk or two-step? <laughs> that was so funny because I was just thinking the other day, I was thinking of a caption and I was like, I am such a drink and a two-step type of girl. Like, <laughs> Ain't no, I'm not going to drink and a yes, two-step. I love okay, that. Me, all day. Mm-hmm. I, am like, I am that chick. You okay. know, I don't. But one day I've been in the gym, 
So we may have some twerking in the near future. We see the Michelle Obama arms, girl. Okay, we see the Michelle Obama arms. Yes, (laughs) them arms coming through. All right. (laughs) So speaking of hitting the gym, that means you getting ready, right? Physically getting ready. Now, what's the sexiest item you own? I'm in the gym because they say, you know, be stay ready. You don't have to get ready. Exactly. There you go. There you go. So I'm ready to pop out whenever. <laughs> yes. You know, I need to come to California. I'm ready. You know, just let me know. One of the sexiest things that I own, I think it's so important for me. I think sexy, like, comes from, like, your shoulders and backless, like, very Ooh, subtle. You yes. know, like, give them a little peek, give them a little bit. And I love dresses. So I do have a lot of dresses that like are strappy, maybe like a deep V. So that is my thing. I love like a subtle, sexy type of dress that just like clings and hits, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. I, I see. see. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. That's so perfect. The subtle sexy. Yes. Now we're going to transition into the sentence completion. So one question or topic I wish people asked me about more often is... So, you know, one thing I have to do better. Am I only supposed to say one word about this? No. Like, yeah. You say however okay, much. So I have to do better with sharing a little bit more of my transparent story, right? So, like, mm-hmm. how I briefly mentioned how, like, I took on all these random jobs, like, working at Sam's, slinging focaccia mm-hmm. bread and the pizza out, you know? Like, I was that girl giving samples. You know, most people don't know about that. And so I think it's really important for me to start like sharing that part of my journey so that people can ask those questions. Like when they're in those places and those places where it doesn't seem like any hope, right? (laughs) You know, so that they know like, okay, ask that, you know, come to Blue for some advice on this part of the journey that it's going to be okay. You keep on. And so that's something that I think I have to put out there more so that I can receive more questions about it. Noted. We're going to come back to that. Okay. (laughs) All right. Next statement. The most embarrassing thing I've ever done to get a crush's attention is. Now, this actually may have come easy. So when I was was in high school, I was maybe like ninth grade and he may have been in 12th grade. so ridiculous and so I had one of them too girl it's okay yes right and we were talking and he gave me his number so I'm already like oh okay like I'm excited and I'm like calling him like and I keep going to like getting like this song come on so I'm assuming that it's going straight to voicemail I'm like why is this phone off right and I called like back to back several times. And of course, at that time there were playback, ring back. Oh, yes. I forgot about those. Yes. yes. Oh. Me too. Oh. In that moment, I forgot that it was a ring back and not his voicemail. And I was like, dang, like when he called me back, he was like, yeah, I was at work and you were like blowing me up. And I was like, you were getting those? Oh, <laughs> you got all all oh, those. You got all That's a good one. And you came is. up with that off the top from high school. That was good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have many recent crazy stories because I mean I had to learn really quickly. 
Yes. <laughs> the dude from the dump. Yeah, yeah, girl. I feel you. Well, what do you love most about yourself? I'm all for the adventure, you know, and that can be anything. It can be going to a random club. It can be going somewhere I've never gone. It can be jumping off a cliff. It can be starting a business and having no clue. Like, I'm really down, you know, like, I just love it. I love, you know, it's just. I don't know the race, the exhilaration. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, why not? Like, why? Why won't we go? Why won't we jump? You know. So I'm always that friend that's like down for the ride, down for the shenanigans. Okay, that sounds like fun. We love that. Yes, it like fun. yes. You are definitely yeah. more of a risk taker than we are. <laughs> but <laughs> so I do. Before we go to our last piece, I do want to circle back to. So what is the piece about your journey that you want to share more about, you know, because you talked about working at Sam's Club and, and slinging the focaccia bread. So what <laughs> what is the piece about your journey that you wish more people knew about? Yeah. And, you know, there's a story pretty early on. So when I was working at Sam's, that was close to after graduating as well, which is also something that you have to humble yourself because again I just graduated from the University of Georgia with a business school and I'm the same club right and there are people that are seeing me that also know me and so wow. they're like what happened to Michelle like she fell off you know I thought she was trying to build her business type of situation but <sighs> early on yeah. we got to a point where we had to do a heavy investment into the business because we were transitioning from just like buying fabric to actually custom designing our own fabric. And so I didn't have the money to do this on my own. And I was like, I really didn't want to, but I was, I had, a, no, I didn't even speak this. I happened to run into one of my mentors at Starbucks. She was meeting with a job recruiter and I met the job recruiter there. Maybe a couple of days later, I don't even think I did a real formal interview. She just hit me up and was like, hey, like, you know, you stood out when we met. There's a job that I think you may be interested in. So this is during the time when I need a big amount of money. And she comes to me with a job opportunity that I didn't apply for, right? Nor was I really checking for. And so one morning I was playing tennis with one of my mentors and I was just like JP like I really don't want to do this like you know I'm an entrepreneur like this goes against what I'm like you know what I'm about what I stand for and he was like you know Shelly he was like take the job he was like you know Benet is your baby and he was like as a mother you have to do the sacrifice and make the sacrifices you have to see your child and you do whatever it takes and so that was one of those moments that it was hard I don't want to do it, you know, and I did it for a couple of months, but it gave me the money to stay in the game with what I ultimately wanted to create. And so, you know, most people don't know that. And it was a hard decision, but it was so worth it. You know, it was so worth it. Thank you for sharing that too, because I know when you first shared that in the interview about you know, some of the odd jobs that you had, it made me think about the odd jobs that I had in my journey. And it made me just grateful to be able to hear that, you know, someone who is successful, you may have to take a pivot or take a little detour and do some of the, you know, the jobs that you may not want to do long term just to kind of get to where you need to go in the journey. And so I really do appreciate you being open and sharing that with, 
with us and our listeners. And we do want to move on and show you a couple photos, but we want you to choose a number from one to three. So there are three photos. They're queued up for you. So choose a number one to three, and we're just going to pop one on screen for you, lady. If you're listening to the video or if you're tuning in on Patreon, you can see us and you can see Michelle's photo. So, all right, Michelle. Okay. I didn't realize y'all were going to have the pictures already. (laughs) Two. Two. Okay. This is a good one. I think they're all good, but here is the photo. Oh, okay. So that one's pretty simple. I don't know. That's what, you probably should have something a little bit riskier, funner. I'm trying to find uh, some risky, Michelle. We didn't see any. <laughs> you do a good job on your social media. <laughs> well, my new social media girl, she just went through and archived a lot of my stuff. And was like, no, 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 no. Oh, like, okay. so we oh, missed it. Missed okay. out. Oh, damn. Y'all missed some good content. <laughs> this is from season two of The Journey with Blue. And, you know, this was interesting because at this time I was still living in New York. I was already living in New York and I shot the first season in Atlanta right before I moved to New York. And then there was a a pretty significant gap between season one, season two, because I was trying to figure it all out. I was trying to find places in New York to shoot, trying to, you know, connect with new people and guests in New York. And then I actually did shoot in New York and I didn't have any money. So I hired this girl who was a student. That was a bad idea. And so I looked at the footage and it was terrible. And I was like, I cannot put this out into the world. (laughs) So I had already invested some money, but I was like, I just, you know, it's going to have to be a scratch. And I was like, I'm just going to have to go to New York. I mean, excuse me, go back home to Atlanta and you know go with that go with what i know and still make this happen and so that's what i did i was like you know by all means necessary to show my still on wow what a story so this is a picture from season two of the show that's a that sounds stressful yes <laughs> yes that is <laughs> yes. a lot happening but i think you know it it, it matches with who you are right in the sense that you say that life is an adventure and to me Mm -hmm. that sounds like if I step back and think about well let me take let me take a positive perspective on this that this is part of your adventure right and even if it wasn't what you Mm -hmm. wanted in the moment it was it's part of your adventure right and you know I I also briefly touched on this on the interview so I do want to share this is so that was season two and then the beginning of this year 2020 I knew that I had to shoot season three and so I was you know excited about that didn't quite know how I was gonna you know work it out but I knew like okay this is the year I'm gonna actually shoot it in New York and so shortly after we know what's happened (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what happened the world shut down we hit a global pandemic and so now my dream and vision of shooting season three is like shot, right? And everyone is like, well, you know, Michelle, like just shoot it via Zoom, like, you know, do virtual conversations. And I was like, no, like that's not, I wasn't feeling that. And that was not my vision. And so, um, like I mentioned, I had just moved into a beautiful brownstone in Brooklyn. And, you know, with me being in Atlanta, temporarily I had a place that I wasn't living in and so I was like I have to give this up because 
this is just a financial burden. Everything's in my name. If anything goes wrong, it comes to me. So I was like, I have to give it up as much as I hate it. Hate to have to do this. And I was leaving December 1st. The last two weeks of November, I shot the third season of The Journey with Blue in my living room. Wow. The last two weeks. And so as I'm packing up everything that, you know, my life and preparing to move, being forced out of, basically forced out of my place, being forced out of the city that I really wanted to be in, I was like, I'm still going to create what I want to create out of this time and out of this moment. And so it was emotional. It was really emotional, but I did it. And so I was thankful that I was able to call these dynamic women and say, you know, come to my house, sit on my sofa with me in the middle of a pandemic. And they still were able, you know, still willing to do that. And I'm so gracious that they took the time that they all came they didn't give me any pushback they didn't give me any questions and we were able to make magic happen that is incredible and i feel like there's a new slogan of michelle can do anything in two weeks there's a game with you in two weeks here so i'm like you may have to to be another project michelle can do anything in two weeks (laughs) lady we just appreciate you right right like i prefer (laughs) like not that kind of adventure right Right. (laughs) lady we appreciate you so much we just want to thank you for your time your energy and your expertise. And we'd love for you to tell our listeners where they can find you and what to look forward to with your brand. Yeah. So I would love for the ladies tuning in. If you found any level of inspiration, light from this conversation, I would love for you to follow me at the Michelle Blue, T-H-E, Michelle Blue on Instagram, as well as the journey with blue.com. So we have season three coming. It hits September 13th, September 13th. I'm doing a launch party in New York and in Atlanta because again, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not, right? So, you know, launch party, watch party in New York and Atlanta coming up in September. And, you know, I'm also coaching women in, you know, stepping into their dreams, right? Taking the leap because we all have something that's on our heart. Yes. But so many times we are so stuck in our head. We're so stuck into our negative and limiting beliefs of why this can't work or why not you and not having the confidence or the plan to actually make it happen and bring it to reality. And so I will also be releasing my coaching program, Taking the Leap with Blue this fall as well. So yes, that is so, so exciting. So We have an amazing audience of Black women across the globe. And, you know, you get the vibe from just engaging with Terry and I so far and the mission of our work. And so who do you think we should interview next? And Mm -hmm. would you be open to making an introduction? I think who should you interview next? Hmm. Y'all are really putting me on the spot these days. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're trying to bring on an adventure Michelle yes. <laughs> this is an adventure <laughs> this is definitely an adventure <laughs> there are so many people another great conversation that I had was with a lady her name is Cara Stevens and she is frugal, also known as the frugal feminista 
but we had an amazing conversation around healing your relationship with money in order to attract more money and abundance in your life. And so she's great. She also writes a column on, in essence as well, Tiffany Budgenista, the Budgenista did a Mm forward to her book. Cara would be great. Okay. And then I'll give you two. Oh, okay. Right? okay. So I'll it. give you the next, <laughs> another guest on my show. Her name was C- is CK Sharkana. And she is a writer at the New York Times. She's a love journalist at the mm. New York Times. Yep. And one thing that regardless of like wherever I am in the world or whatever this, you know, anyways, all women are always like having questions around relationships and right. how to navigate relationship and so she is a love expert who gave some really clear and tangible advice on again attracting the love into your life who do you need to be to attract love and relationships into your life and so I think that's something that's really key again because it's not just about the business it's not just about the money I'm like is my money gonna hold me at night no so like okay let's work all of this stuff together it all works together and so she also would be a great guest. So there's two amazing, dope women that I think will be perfect for the show. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. We think that our listeners would definitely benefit from that. Lady, make sure you go check out Michelle, show her some love on social media, go like her pictures, enroll in her coaching program, all that good stuff. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you, Terry. Doc- Thank you, Dr. Dom. I appreciate it, ladies. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website, cultivatingherspace.com, and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Greatness is my birthright, so I no longer ask for permission.